you found the Love Flight Podcast. I'm Paul Tizard, Fear of Flying Coach, and I've been helping Nervous Flyer since 1997. So in this podcast, you are going to find aviation experts, psychologists, coaches, enthusiasts, and people normal, just like you, who have overcome their fears. Welcome. Welcome to the end of year review. This is the Love Life Podcast. Paul Tizard here. And we've got a bunch of people in the room today. Obviously, if you watch on YouTube, you can see everybody. But otherwise, if you're listening on our podcast, on the Love Life Podcast, let's just do a quick whiz around the room, see if everybody's here. Uh, who'd like to go first? I'll go first. Go on then. Yeah. Hello, folks. It's Peter Higgins here, team leader with Love Life. I've been doing, I think, for two or three years now. I enjoy every minute, especially helping people overcome their fear of flying. I've been flying for over 60 years. Alas, it breaks my heart to say it, but I've been a passenger on aircraft for over 60 years, and I'm still here. Good. If, I can, if I can do it, you, the Love Fly community can do it. Nice. So Pete also is the creator of the flight checklist, if you haven't come across that. You should download it because it gets lots of rave reviews, right? Pete, you get to choose who goes next. Oh, my lovely Sarah. <laughs> Hi, I'm Sarah and um, I'm current crew for Virgin Atlantic and I've been with them now for 24 years. And I've pretty much been involved with Love Fry from the beginning as well. So anything cabin related, cabin crew related, how crew are trained, that's what I specialise in. Yeah. Sarah, where are we going next? We're going to go to John. Hey, my name's John Bond. I'm the Ops Director for Lovefly. Um, so basically, as I tell people, anything that doesn't need a qualification, I do. I was expecting so long. Now, she's only one left. <laughs> oh, feeling very rejected already. <laughs> and luckily, I'm Clinical Director of Lovefly, so I can hopefully sort that out for myself. <laughs> Um, so been with Love Fly co-founder since the beginning. Not sure when that was now. When was that? 2019? October, yeah. Just before yep. the pandemic. Excellent timing. Lovely. Yeah. Post-Christmas end of year review. Yeah. So what we're going to do is go through a little bit about some of the stuff that we were pleased about this year. So we'll be looking at the Love Fly Facebook group and also the Love Fly podcast. We've also got a slowly growing Instagram page as well. And uh, so we've got a few stats around that. So let's go to the Facebook first, which I think, Sue, you've got a few bits on that. Yep. I was trying to remember, actually, when we did our review last year, can anyone remember how many Facebook followers we had? Because we just got to a significant point, haven't we? But I can't remember what it was. Mm. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. Because I think we, yeah, don't know, maybe a thousand, maybe a thousand, maybe because we're just under, just ticking under four thousand now. We've had yeah. jump again this year. We've received, yeah. So it says we've received over three thousand requests just this year. So yeah, so massive. 
apparently we declined some. I think that's mostly when people forget to tick the box for agreeing to the rules initially. Yeah. So we're in, I don't know how many countries, you know how many countries altogether, Paul? Not altogether, because I've only get. i only seen the top ones. I don't know how many, yeah. Yeah, so in order are UK, US, Australia, Canada, New Zealand, Ireland, Spain, Sweden, Iceland. Something else down there, but I'm not uh, you, uh, Oh, yes, the UAE, United Arab oh, okay. Emirates. Yeah. Yeah, Iceland. Yeah, okay. Yeah, good. Cool. Um, over the last year, we've had over 3,000 posts. 41,000 comments, most of them by Peter Higgins, I think. <laughs> 124 reactions. Yeah. And the interesting thing about the reactions is that that's like a clip or, you know, a smiley face. It's not like an inner thing. You know, you have to physically press something. Don't you? So you're like, I'm, I probably do a lot of reactions. I don't do as many comments as Pete and some of the others. Is that 4,000 bing bongs from Pete? <laughs> <laughs> you read them then, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> I love a bing bong. Yeah, well, you're in there quite a lot as well, though, aren't you? Stuff. I, I pop up when it's cabin related or, uh, yeah, any of those questions, if I can help, definitely. And John, you know, we put some wisdom in as well, don't you? Which you've obviously borrowed from somewhere else. Yeah, I steal all my wisdom. <laughs> yes, absolutely. My little loud. <laughs> The cracker, 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 no, Christmas cracker wisdom. God, that was a good yeah. one. <laughs> well, John has a good way of just like pulling together lots of themes and sort of like normalising it. I think that's what, um, I think Melissa mentioned you, didn't she, in passing, saying that she, she liked your your down-to-earth wisdom. Well, I think the one, the one I'm trying to put it straight, Melissa liked it was, <laughs> I literally copied, this to talk about stealing, I stole from her and then posted it back at her when she was feeling a bit wobbly and nobody else knew it was her who had done the original post. And then later on she read it and kind of started going, okay, you've got me basically, you know, I can't tell other people one thing and then ignore it when it's said back to me. So mm. uh, sometimes stealing's good. Mm. That's easily done, though. A little reminder about your own words of wisdom, because uh, it's good. You can dish it out, but sometimes you can't take it. No, we, no, exactly. I'm trying to think of anything else that was on the Facebook stuff. No, that was it. I think that was you covered all the be- the main bits there. I I did notice the most popular time that people are on the Facebook page is two o'clock and eight o'clock. Mm-hmm. There you go. So it's the most interesting thing you've heard today. And Mondays are the most popular day. Monday? Nobody wants to work. <laughs> what time zone is that as well? Yeah. Uh, didn't say. In general. After no, the evening. No. So, um, yeah, that's what it is. So people at lunchtime. All right, let's go to the, the podcast then, which is, um, well, we're doing quite pretty well. John, you've got some stats on that, haven't you? Yeah, so uh, the podcast is listened to in 89 countries. There's 325,000 all-time downloads. The most popular podcasts tend to be pilots. And uh, the person who is currently late has the most uh, popular uh, podcast, which is episode number five, and that's uh, Captain Steve 
discussing turbulence. Yeah. Um, and generally, it is pilots and crew episodes that tend to get the the most listened to. So I think people kind of think these people are doing it every day. They must know something. And then they kind of it kind of filters down from that. And then the next one is apparently uh, episode fifteen, which uh, is Mr. Tizard. So, uh, what? No, with with Sarah. Yeah, with Sarah. I too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He played. Yeah, it was the most popular um, crew one, I think. That one. Oh, is that the is that the um, the general crew one? Not not yeah. any COVID ones, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, the the general crew on the another one that uh, David Gott did one on human factors, which was quite popular, but he didn't talk yeah. about crew stuff. But out of all the crew that been on, yours was the height. Ah, uh, yeah. And Pete Higgins, yours is your yours is very popular. You're uh, uh, just under four thousand downloads. And the thing about these is that. When someone downloads it, they can keep it on their phone. So every time they listen to it, you don't know. So the stats that you get, they're just <laughs> someone's clicked it and played it from directly from wherever Google or Spotify or something like that. But it doesn't. You see some people download it and they take it on their flight. So you don't know how many times they listen to it. We don't ever know that. So the numbers could be a lot more because the checklist. Yeah, well, I mean, do yeah. you have several people who post that they have their favorites that they take and they just listen to the entire flight on a loop? And uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm sure the actual listen tos are probably four or five times what the downloads yeah. are. Yeah. yeah. So, um, sorry. How many times Peter's checklist had been downloaded as well? Mm -hmm. That must be in the thousands. Yeah. Definitely. They love your checklist, Pete. Oh, it's brilliant. Really, really good idea. Fantastic. It's very basic, but it works. Yeah. I just... Yeah. The checklist would be nice. A what checklist? Life checklist. <laughs> I'm doomed. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't hear. Yeah. <laughs> A life checklist, Peter, so I know how to run my life better. Well, well, we have to have a one-to-one -one with her. <laughs> in the Caribbean. Or is the Apostel going to say, just ask Janet? <laughs> now, look, I've got a low threshold to pain. I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, nice. So I was looking at the number of downloads. So obviously there's been 325 all time that that we can actually see. And then I was just going through thinking, how has it improved over time? So when we first started it, so between 2020 and 2021, there was 30,000 downloads. And it, between 21 to 22, that was another 70,000. And then from 22 to 23, went up another 90,000. So it's sort of, increasing quite a lot and i was particularly interested in the fact that like john said there was 89 countries <laughs> i wanted to see who's at the bottom so there is these people right there's one listener right in these countries i'm going to list bangladesh cuba uh, guatemala jamaica lapsia namibia nigeria russia slovenia and slovakia brilliant so whoever you are thank you I made you feel a couple of mates, though. 
<laughs> random sat there. Do you know what I mean? There you go. So the amount of information that's available to us. So what what has anybody got any kind of like the best bit about the love fly for the last year? Is there anything that you think that's particularly stood out to you or or you something you particularly enjoy about being part of this community? Well, I think for for me, with sixty years as as a passenger, it's nice to give something back that is so simple. When you see the way that Love Try, the podcast, the the demonstrations with the graphics of how a plane works, just believe in Love Try and believe in the system, and they'll have the world at their fingertips. It's just as simple as that. There's no problem with it. It's just, I think your words are quite important, Paul. <clears throat> you know, give yourself permission to think differently. And the other thing that stood out a little while back for me was on a question and answer on a Lundy, the question was about failures on aircraft. But one thing that I thought was brilliant, which gave, which I used the other day when I met someone with a fear of crime, and I pointed out um, if the cam belt goes in a car, that's the end of it. If the head gasket goes, that's the end of it. If the alternator catches fire and a fire burns the car up, that's the end of it. But on an aircraft, I love the bit you said, there's no single point of failure. That's brilliant. I really like that. And I think that's worth hammering home with all the backup they've got and everything they've got there. It really did work. And when I said this to the lady, there's no single point of failure, that then clinched my conversation. So that's a lovely bit. Okay, thanks for that. So anybody else from this year, anything that was sort of a highlight or anything that you just sort of think was pretty cool or just was good to be part of this community? I do have my own, but I'm opening up to see if anybody else got anything more to say. I think for me particularly um, would be just reading the posts, especially on Facebook, because it's very similar things that are coming up over and over again. And it's interesting to see a different perspective because, you know, we can, you know, it's an industry that, I absolutely love, have loved my entire life since I was a child flying. And obviously it's the safest thing. It's the safest part, reading all the posts and understanding different perspectives, sort of when people start getting nervous, what they're nervous about, all the tiny things that I wouldn't even, you know, consider it going forward. It helps me in my understanding and helping passengers on board the aircraft as well. Cause I, you get in that different perspective rather than, you know, what they're actually frightened about, what they obsess over, um, when it starts, how they look at us, what, how they're feeling and, you know, how I word my PAs, how I talk to customers from it. it it's really helped give me that, uh, you know, we've been involved in it quite a long time. So I've always been understanding to a certain extent, but at the same time, I don't have a fear of flying and never have. And, and, and to, so, to some extent, don't really understand why you would. So to read all that helps me put myself in their shoes a little bit so I can make sure that I say the right things and what I think is going to help them from a different perspective and or mm. what triggers them, what doesn't trigger them. Definitely, yeah, I find that really helpful. And obviously we get a lot out of understanding and helping people to start getting from A to B in a better place than they've already been. So that's really re rewarding. And it's nice to get the feedback on Facebook, definitely. Mm. Thanks, Sarah. 
Sue or John, anything for you? Hey, John. So, so um, my personal journey on this was always, I was always amazed of how good I would feel when someone takes even just one step towards their goal. And, and their sense of achievement almost became our sense of achievement. And we may have been a tiny, tiny, tiny part in it, and, but it actually, the perspective of it helped them. And the, the one that will always stick in my mind, and it's not because they did anything that, you know, they worked harder necessarily, or they um, had greater fear or anything like that, but it was when Melissa was finally going to take her flight to Canada, mm. and she everything out there, heart on her sleeve. She'd shown everyone what she was doing. She'd pushed herself every part of the way. And one part of me had absolutely no doubt whatsoever that she would do it. But on the day she flew, I was a nervous wreck. And it was the weirdest thing because I'd be checking Facebook and say, well, you know, she has, there's no chance she's you know got there yet. There's no chance she's got there yet. There's, you know, I'm sure she's going to get there. She's going to be fine. But it wasn't even that she was going to get there. I wanted her to get there and feel good about it. And when she posted that she got there, it was, I guess it was almost like when you see a kid you've kind of helped learn to ride a bike, actually ride a bike for the first time kind of thing and, and really achieve that goal because you could see how much it meant to her and vicariously, how much her achievement then meant to everybody else who'd been mm -hmm. following along. So that's the one that, that really cemented to me how how much we get from other people's efforts. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Anything for you, Sue? That's a good one. Uh, um, I think for me, I've really enjoyed watching this year how the Facebook community has just looks after itself, how quickly we've actually become very redundant much of the time. Um, and I think I love the fact you often get people coming on saying, you know, when they do an initial post and they'll say, oh, my fear's different. You know, I don't think a lot of people feel like me. And how from, you know, watching the Facebook group over the last few years, you kind of know there are other people like that. And how people, you know, how important just that group support is that people... Mm come on, um, you know, leaps and bounds from from just feeling held by a group, really, and feeling sort of that they're part of something and supported and other people are struggling. And I think I've really, really, I really enjoy watching that. And our, um, you know, I struggle now with the Facebook group when I go on there, go on there, and there's just hundreds of comments on there. There's so many posts, aren't there? It's a yeah. pack of things now. But yeah, no. Seems to it seems to be helpful, which is lovely. Yeah, I think you're right. It's it's definitely it has got to that point now where it's become where people are supporting each other more than you know they're getting in there quicker. You know, even even Pete gets beaten to it sometimes. You know, <laughs> but it just people are in there supporting each other. I found that phenomenal. Well, as as, Fy as Feynman Simon would say, it's become a self sucking lollipop. Yes. <laughs> I think the other thing I've loved this year, I loved meeting up with Gita. We met up with Gita, didn't we, when when we all sort of got together. 
and that was so nice. And I suppose as well, that's part of, you know, us then as Lovefly really benefiting from the other people in the group, you know, uh, you know, how much gets brought in that's, you know, so much more than what we can offer. It's lovely. Yeah. And, and to on that note, that, that was great. Sort of meeting Canada because it made me feel very international. But she, um, so like Melissa has arranged a get together in February, I think, for in the UK for a lot of people as well. So there's a love fly meetup, which has happened completely without any sort of intervention from us whatsoever. I find all that just staggering, you know. But I don't think we're invited. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> I just think when that. I think we should gate crash. Yeah, Pete's, <laughs> Pete's going. I think Dan and Jeff are going. Yeah, you know, I don't think we've been invited. No, man. <laughs> Yeah, Janet, Janet and I are going, it's only a hot train ride to London from where we are. Back to yours for coffee, Peter. Yes, indeed. I'll have my uh, love flies and um, take, I'll take the camera and get some pictures to put put on there. They I think one of my favourites this year has been, no one's asked me, but I thought she'd be in anyway, uh, was I really liked episode 130. Which I, the reason I like that is because you've got lots of people on there who've contributed, like you know, all of everybody on here. But also, you've got Captain Steve, you've got Gita, got Melissa, got Jamie. I just like that came from Gita's idea, which was to have something that people could listen to when they come on. And it's it's called cool. "Oh crap, I've got a flight tomorrow. What can I do?" So it's lots of really like we took the A out, so it doesn't actually spell crap. See, I've said it, but, you know. So that oh, makes it okay. And that I really like that. I just think the way that came together and all those different people gave their time and all the little tips in one place. I thought that was just that's sort of really summed up what the Love Fly was about, you know, recognizing people's particular pain points and then putting something in swiftly that could help them, you know, that they could listen to. And that's a really popular one. That's got something like six and a half thousand downloads already that I know of. Well, wow. just as a quite a late one, that's a, that's a very high number, you know. So that's uh, really high. I think a lot of people come at the last minute, especially don't they, when they realise they've got a flight the next day in a couple of days, and they kind of have to face it and and do something about it. It's a bit of a yeah. It's I think really good idea that was. Hmm. You also yeah. get quite a few people who want to do the thirty day program, but they only find out about it with twenty seven days to go. Uh, <laughs> And so they constantly go, oh, can I, can I do it in 27 days? And the answer, of course, is yes, you can. But it is an indication of how most of us only tend to focus on something when it starts to be imminent. Mm -hmm. uh, and we kind of give it some thought. But, um, but yeah, there's a lot of people who, who leave it till the last minute and then are desperately looking for help. And I think episode 44, the relaxation, and 130 are the two that kind of push away and, and allow people to get into something uh, and be able to kind of move forward. And obviously 69, which is the audio book. But it's because uh, I recommend that on, on uh, several different places online because the, the, the three I think you can, if you've only got a day or four hours or I'm sitting at the day you know, the gates and panicking, please help kind of thing. Yeah, Those ones, if you at least download, download those three, you've then covered quite a lot of material that it might be to help you get through the flight and then you know move on later on and do some more work. 
No, I agree. That's good. So let's talk about next year then. We've got a few things coming up that we could talk about. Uh, we can take the segue there for the 30-day program because uh, John just offered us. So we are revamping that. We've done. So Sarah and Steve have re-recorded their bits. Thank you for that a couple of months ago. So uh, it's just been sitting there waiting. Uh, the first week has been re-recorded and Susan and I are just reviewing that. And then we just got to do the final week to see what bits we'll keep in and what bits need changing because it's it gets some pretty nice reviews, but there's always room for improvement. Also, our knowledge has improved, doesn't it, in terms of you know, how we learned from the community. So that that's coming up. What else is coming up? What's something else? Oh yeah, Manchester. Manchester. Yeah. So, John and Susan. And I went to this uh, the Sky People premises, and so I just thought it might be quite interesting to sort of like give a bit of story. So the 13th of April is the course. It's going to be our first face-to-face for a while. We've done webinars in the past, but it's going to be our first face-to-face. And obviously those who followed Love Fly will know that we used to run courses with flights years ago when we were flying by Fiat, a uh, different setup then, of course. But uh, this version is the first one, which is going to actually have a group of people together, a nice small group. And so Susan, John, and I all had a sort of good mooch around it. What would you say was is in, in store for people when they come along? So obviously I've, I've got cabin crew background, so I can I kind of knew what to expect. And I know Susan, John, you've obviously flown and you've seen lots of stuff around. But what do you think they'll be particularly helpful for them there or be impressed with? Both for me, because we'll have, and hopefully, maybe Sarah will say a little bit in a minute, because Sarah and Steve um, do a lot of information that that will be really helpful. Um, but I think alongside that, what we're really interested to explore is being able to have a bit of light exposure as well. So some people find going on a flight or doing a course with a flight quite difficult. Um, I know there's the odd person on on the Facebook group that have actually said it, they felt it set them back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're hoping this might really sort of fill a little bit of a gap because it gives people the opportunity to really think about it, to be amongst bits of aircraft, you know, doors and um, fuselages, you know, to kind of be able to play with things and experience things. Um, but hopefully in a sort of a slightly easier way that they can kind of get familiar with things so i'm really yeah really excited to see how that how that is for people mm-hmm. what about for you john yeah i think that i mean it's a great facility for Estimore and uh, and they're attached to um a manufacturing plant that manufactures uh, all of the equipment or majority of the equipment that you see in their training facility I think the the fuselage rig uh, is fantastic. It gives people a chance to take that step across the threshold in in safety in you know in, in their mind you know or, or you know it's, it's that crossing that plane onto the plane if you if you uh, want to see uh, and I think it gives people a chance to uh, to look at it have a go if there's some trepidation okay well you know wait five minutes sit down have a think about it have a chat and then maybe try it again it's not that absolute. That some people kind of bothered with, you know, with getting on the flight. And I think it gives them a chance to really explore in detail what it is 
that makes them have a fear or what triggers them, uh, but to do it in a in a way that is completely benign, so they can actually you know look at it and they get you know a chance to do it once, twice, three times if that's what they need. And also, I think from the different side of it is it helps them understand. It, it's one thing to to have people talk about trading and what people have to do. And many, many people can understand that. But I think when you actually see the training rigs that crews actually use, I think it gives it a completely different perspective. And you go, oh, what? what? They, they actually come on here and they, they practice all the things that they need to do. And, then, and there's drills run. And, you know, they have to be able to get this right and all that kind of thing. I think that adds a layer of... Um, safety and protection to people when they realize just how involved it is for the crew. Yeah, precisely. So Sarah and uh, Captain Steve are going to be there as well. Obviously Pete and everybody else on this call. Sarah, what sort of stuff do you normally talk about when you do the courses? What What's in store for people if they come and join us? Oh, it, I think it's going to be a really lovely course as well because it's going to be really personal. So um, because I find... And as we go along with what we're talking about, then if people, when it's sort of like John's mentioned, it triggers something, we can then nip it in the bud there and then explain it in a really personal way and, and find out exactly what everybody wants to uh, to know as we go along, which I think I love it. It's brilliant. But yeah, in the actual environment that we're used to, the training environment, it's going to be brilliant because that's something I'll particularly talk about is the crew aspect. So the crew training side, how we're trained, how much we're trained, um, how often, and what we do, and in what environment. So rather than talking about the environment, we can actually physically show you that this is the setup we do. This is how realistic we can make um, our training. And you know, we have a drill and a way out for absolutely everything. So it's how we train it over and over again and how often we do it and um, and and the examiners watching us and there might even be some crew doing their training that day when we're there who knows so that'd be really brilliant and it's it's in our environment how relaxed it is how professional it is how, how amazing the setup it is but yeah we'll we'll talk talk sort of all aspects on cabin crew training uh from aviation medicine uh to emergency procedures all the drills the drills for absolutely everything and and um how often and we're then checked so it's not just sort of going through our initial training every year, we get re-examined, pre-flight briefings. Medically, as we know from Facebook, questions about panic attacks or what happens if I get ill on board an aircraft. So I can explain about the equipment that we carry, the support we've got on the ground, you know, the what ifs on the medical side of things and, and how well you are looked after. And actually, and I think that surprises a lot of people how, how much um, equipment, how much drugs, how much training, of course, we need to act very quickly using the equipment, the space available and the training that we've got and, and the team on the ground, our doctor team on the ground that we'll talk about um, and how much support they give us and make it very realistic and, um, yeah, Brilliant. really personal. So you can ask as many questions as well. Yeah. But, yeah, mainly on the crew side of things. Mm, that's really good. And if anyone gets stressed, Pete Higgins will sing to you. <laughs> You don't want to lose yeah. anyone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, now, after the door. Yeah. Remember that podcast where I took Andrea to Gatwick and we spent the day at Gatwick Airport and I had my air radio and she could listen to the aircraft 
there was one stage when we were having coffee when she was getting frightful of all the people around. And I said to her, if you don't, if you've been upset, I can get you out of it. And I said, it's very simple. I'm going to have to sing to you, come fly with me. And she burst out laughing. And that's all it takes is a bit of laughter. Yeah. And that happened on many of the flights I did with Paul and the Fear of Flying team. I did that so many times where they were gripping their armrest, not looking out the window. I said, now look at me. I've got something very serious to tell you. This is not going very well. I'm going to have to do something about it. Well, as we know, their mind is now thinking, what are they going to do about it? And they say, well, what can you do? I said, I'm going to sing to you. And I was sing, come fly with me. And they burst out laughing on the plane. And everything's all right after that. So it works. <laughs> Brilliant. I love it. Yeah. So um, he, he will take requests on the day. If he, <laughs> there's a particular song that you have a preference for. This is one figure out. But... <laughs> So Captain Steve's going to be there as well. We hope he can join us today, but he's not what's happened there. But Steve will go through sort of the technical side of things and show you how it works hand in hand with the stuff that Sarah's going to go through. Yeah. And then the rest of us are going to be there all day. Susan and I haven't worked out what we're going to do yet, but we'll probably do some stuff around the psychological things. We will We will turn up, though. We, we will be there, yes. <laughs> and then we, leave. You can entertain yeah, we, we don't stop talking anyway, so we can easily uh, talk the entire day. <laughs> yeah, because um, once Sarah starts, you will need to breathe that much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she breathes through her ears, no stopping that. And then don't add Steve into the equation. You're, oh, yeah. gosh, yeah, the two of you, goodness me, yeah. So it's a, it's a two-day course, yes. So the other thing that we've got planned coming up is we've just managed to secure a simulator which so we do these one-to-one -one courses. I don't know if you if you've ever Pete and Sarah, but I don't know if you know we do these. But just occasionally we get somebody who wants to have that slightly more intense thing. We just managed to get arrangements that we've got access to simulators, so that people can come and do an actual flight. So you can do the takeoff, the landing. It's the you know the pilot spec one. So you've seen. I, mean, I think all of us have seen them. They're just phenomenal. And that's going to give people a chance to, to perhaps find out a little bit more. Like if they were, if that need that sort of really sort of one to one experience. So that's going to be available. That's available on the site as well, the Love Fly site too. So that's exciting stuff. Well, I think I was just going to say about the simulator course as well, because it's not just the simulator that either either is it. It's kind of about a bespoke, making it more bespoke. If someone being a bit more sort of just for them whatever they're struggling with, whether it's, you know, some time with Steve to talk through things or yourself or myself and some time in the simulator. So it's quite a really nice sort of offering. But I think also, I suppose I was thinking this year feels like it's been a really bedding everything in that we, we've got going so far. And we've got a few things on the horizon that we're working on behind the scenes, haven't we, that are a bit hush-hush at the moment, but we're hoping we'll sort of come to fruition a bit more over the next year. Mm. Well, certainly John is holding us to account. Yeah. So we meet every week and he said, have you done this yet? No. you done this yet? No. And so <laughs> there is a bunch of things. He's a bit of a slave driver, Pete. Obviously, he's a bit of a, a terror, to be honest. Yes, well, deadlines are somewhat elastic, as I once said. <laughs> 
It's busy though. You know, it's busy, life's busy, John, we will get to it. Well, I think also we have so many things that we want to do, don't we? There's more ideas than there seem to be time. And well, also there's there's uh, there's more uncontrolled ideas, shall we say? So to to give to give some people an idea, um, Sue, Paul, and I were um, in a, a place in Wales for a weekend, having kind of a retreat, and uh, Paul and I uh, went to have breakfast. Uh, we had breakfast. We had a fantastic conversation. We had some brilliant ideas. And we both came back like little excited boys and sat Sue down and went, right, this is our idea. And we were both like, this is like we discovered like, you know, the cure for something, right? It, we were just so, so excited. And I like, nearly set it up, hadn't I? You know, I was, I was yeah, so convinced. Yeah. Yeah. Then he got a line and set up what we needed to do. And Sue listened and she listened and she listened. And at the end of it, we kind of ran out of breath and stopped. And she went, yeah, um, so have you thought about this? And that one sentence showed us that we had absolutely no ability together to actually control each other person. We just went along with it and hadn't thought about what it was whatsoever. And uh, that idea fizzled almost immediately. We thought it was a brilliant idea, but it was, we, but we couldn't find the place to use it correctly. So, uh, so yeah. That's a nice way to sum up is actually a crap idea. <laughs> Being polite. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, that'll be a great thing, but for no one on planet Earth. So, yes. But nice try. But yeah, so there are a few things, like Susan said, there's uh, quite a few things coming up. We can't talk about them because some of you are know, work, working on behind the scenes. And there is one which is nearer, but Again, that needs a little bit of tweaking, but yeah, can't wait to tell you about. It. But so let's let's do a bit of wrap up then. So we'll meet again in a year's time. All being well, what do we hope to happen between now and then? Is there any sort of like aspirations for yourselves for other people? Uh, and obviously, if this is a crap question, I'll just copy it, cut it out later. <laughs> I think just carry on as we're doing. Let love light evolve. Unless people's need change by the Facebook messages, love like and adapt to those changes and as as far as possible. I mean, I was in sales for forty two years, frontline selling. Love like is a beautiful product. It's so easy to sell. And one of the things that I used to teach as a sales teacher, anybody can sell anything once. Selling it twice is quite hard. Why should I buy something twice? I've already got it. With Love Drive, it's easy to sell over and over again to the same customers. Simples. That's a nice mic drop, Pete. Thanks for that. <laughs> Henry, got anything else? <laughs> I, I really, you know, I really like the idea of these one-to-one, -one, you know, one-to-one -one in-person courses. So Manchester on the thirteenth. I'm really looking forward to that. I just, I love being in person rather than you know obviously there's people all over so technology absolutely brilliant but I think just in person um I've always loved the personal courses and I think they see a human element to us especially me and Steve who sort of um I think when you meet and they realize you're quite normal and you know not 
<laughs> I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> Relatively normal um, humans, um, you know, not not sort of daredevils or put our life on risk and enjoy it, you know, that kind of thing and see that we've got families and we're human. Um, that, I think that really, really helps. It goes a long way and, and it's lovely to see them all interact with each other as well in person. So for me, it's all about in person. You'll love it. And I hope we do more of it and maybe even take it to, got quite a lot of um, followers in the US, haven't we? So it'd be great if, you know, something like that happened. But um, yeah, definitely all about the in-person courses. I think they're brilliant. Yeah, I quite agree there because I always recall one moment on one of the, the Flying Without Fear programs where we were up in the air, Steve, Captain Steve was up the front doing the, the relaying the message. And the woman at the back, very back seat where we were sitting was sobbing and sobbing and sobbing. And I knew that I had to change her emotion. Now, she was a head teacher, which means she was probably very highly intelligent. But uh, I overcome it by some of the things I've learned, especially from Paul and all the others. I said to her, I hope we're not up here all night. Of course, she suddenly thinks, why not? And she stops crying. I said, well, we've got to get back before Tesco shuts. And she sort of became curious. No tears. And I said, we've got to get some cat food. We've got two two cats. And if they don't get fed, they don't talk to us. And I said, have you ever been ignored by a cat? By changing the emotion on the one-to-one, as Sarah was saying, she was laughing and enjoyed the flight all the way to the landing with Captain Steve up the front. Brilliant. Simple. The one-to-one, I think, are very good. The Yeah, brilliant. I love them. Yeah. Over. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Bing bong. Yeah. I, I, for me, I think it's about... I'd, what I'd like to see is... I agree with about face-to-face, because... One of the things that we always wanted to do with the Love Fly was because everything that anything you want to watch or know is out on the does on YouTube, it's on Instagram. There's loads of people posting stuff now. Every year it increases more and more ex pilots or current serving pilots and cabin crew and posting stuff. So there isn't a lack of information out there. But what I think was missing, and which is why we kind of go the way we do, is just bring it all together in a nice little curated thing so so you, you can come here i mean there's lots of other places you can go but we we just know that when people come near us that we've got some really good people together on the team they're not here today some really great people on the team who, who just bring lots of great stuff and uh you don't need to go anywhere else and although, although you know if you choose to that's obviously your choice we'll just never talk to you again but I think there's a this is a nice place and hopefully a safe place that people can do it. The thing is about face to face is you get a real chance to to interact. And a lot of people like Debbie Robotham and people like that who've came on on the original courses and um, Sue McKnight, people like that from the original Virgin days, they they formed lifelong friendships doing these courses just from meeting somebody on a day together. So there's a potential to do that as well. Any closing comments for anybody else before we sod off? Well, I think for me, the the thing that I'm looking forward to, to in, the, in the future, one of the things that I do is I try to book uh, new and interesting podcast guests. 
So the, just uh, without giving away the names, we do have already in the can, I believe, or, or almost in the can, is uh, for the future is a Concorde part pilot, mm-hmm. uh, a flying theater, um, authors of a book that some people have mentioned they quite like, uh, although that's not confirmed yet, a um, air crew brain health neurologist, a female Australian pilot who is the the I think I think it's the, the the female pilot with the most amount of hours who is currently flying. Uh, I'm not well if, if you might know it, um, Sarah. She was in with um, Virgin Australia. Oh, I don't I'm, I'm, I'm not giving the name away, so but it's hard for you to say whether you know or not. But she's she, she's worked for Virgin for many, many, many years. So, um, but she's she's going to be coming on, and then. We also have several other people that are kind of we're we're hoping to get. Um, we're trying to get some people uh, from um, Noah, who um, they're the people who do all the uh, flights into bad weather and hurricanes and stuff like that to get their perspective. Oh, and uh, and and the idea is to to literally provide a, a really broad cross section of people in aviation. And what they actually do, and um, I'm, I'm not sure if I mentioned this one today. I actually spoke to someone who's agreed to come on, and she's a wing walker. Oh, I don't know why anyone would like to walk oh, on a wing. I have no idea. That's on my but... do list. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. How amazing! There's so many things I could say, but I'm not going to. <laughs> well, okay, maybe not at the minute, but um, <laughs> but yeah, oh. Fantastic. Well, that'll be a good one for you to listen to. Then. Oh, so, uh, yes. I, I think the idea to, to, to go on to what Paul said was we try to give a buffet of, of options. And some of the options are entertaining. Some of the options are informative. Um, some make you think. Some make you change your perspective. I think the one that was uh, fabulous for me was the um, the the scholars from the, the uh, Flying Foundation, who, who came on and talked about learning to fly with various health or disability concerns and, and how learning to fly impacted them in their whole life and how they looked at their own issues and challenges. And I think it made everyone else look at our own issues and challenges, which we all have, and and kind of go, oh, wow, well, you know, if this if they can do something like that, which they all said they were a bit dubious about doing in the first place, then maybe we can do a few things that we're a bit dubious about and maybe you know, we'll be able to move forward as well. So, so I'd like to see us in the future next year. I'd like to see us with more social media followers, followers Instagram, YouTube, um, X or Twitter, whatever it's called, and, and move that forward. I'd like to see more partnerships with personalities like Flyman Simon and people like that. Um, and I'd also like to kind of jump on what uh, Sarah was saying, where is to explore other geographical locations and other partnerships to maybe be able to move forward in that way as well. well that's an update for me, you, Susan. So we know what's left. 
I think for me, it's more what I really enjoy is is trying to find new ways of helping people, you know, or just new new ways that we can expand things and explore things. I think you see on Facebook all the time how different things work for different people. And I really, you know, I think the fact that we're a, a small organisation really gives us the opportunity to just try things out. And um, mm. I love that, you know, some things might not work, um, but some things might be helpful for some people. And uh, so I think it's that for me, exploring sort of new ways, new ways of doing things that's exciting. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, thank you. Okay, so we'll do a bit of a wrap up. So for me, we'll remind why we started. So Lovefly, which Susan, you just say credit for this, she came up with the name of it. And we wanted to start something which encompassed not just about fear of flying, it was the whole thing about Lovefly, which was then, which is why it, guests that John's been managing to dig out trying to broaden it out all the time and one of the things that Sue's quite keen to if you are listening we like people in the travel industry or if you like run a holiday company stuff like that you've anything like that we'll be really interested to get to, to hear from you as well because we just want to 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 embrace this like gift that we've got which is modern aviation which so we've been lucky to be able to do what we do and uh uh, yeah, very grateful. So, and more of that stuff would be really great, fitting well with what which with our original mission. I believe I said mission. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks, folks. Sorry we didn't get to see Captain Steve this time, but uh, we'll all be at the Manchester course on the thirteenth of April, and we'll see. Uh, Steve and Sarah, and Susan, and I were also in the thirty-day program, the new revamped one that will be coming out in the next couple of months. And other stuff as we come up with, we will tell you back. But uh, thank you. Thank you for listening to the Love Fly podcast. I hope you're finding it helpful with your fear of flying. Now, if you do need some extra tailored help, you can go to our website, lovefly.co.uk, and click on the courses button. You'll find more help there, such as our 30 day program and our on demand webinar. Thanks again. See you next time. <laughs>